Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, you won't believe this, but this is actually a bottle of vodka. You're gonna meet the founder of Hall of Fame Spirits and how he's hitting the ball out of the park when it comes to the spirits industry. His journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly show. Well, on this show, I always like to feature entrepreneurs who are just blazing new trails. And when I heard about this next brand of vodka, I, I, was, I became obsessed. I, I said, I have to have this person on my show. This is a bottle of vodka. And the founder of Hall of Fame Spirits is here, Jerry Bubba Draper. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. All right. I, people probably freak out when they, when they see this for the first time. Yeah, so I, the ironic part is people start knocking on it to make sure that it's not wood, uh, but it is glass with a special coating that, that we designed. So yeah, people are flipped out by the bottle. That's the first thing that they attach to. Okay, so how did you come up with this? So, so ironically, sitting at a bar, right? Great things happen when you're sitting at a distillery. I was in Park City and I was just looking at the back bar and realized for me as a, as a fan, sports fan, my friends, my family, huge sports fans, I'm sitting looking at the back bar saying, you know, where is a brand? Where is a, you know, liquor brand behind there that's specifically catering to me and my friends? And what I realized is, is this seven years ago, there's not a brand behind the back bar and y'all can go look. Uh, nothing behind there that's really focused on the on the sports fan. So I thought, you know, liquor, sports fan, you know, I, I can I can merge my two favorite things. So I just started designing what it would look like and what brand I would like to put out there. And so then do you uh, you contact like a bottling plant and say, this is what I'm thinking? Because most, I would assume most bottling plants, they have their standard, you know, size. Yeah, no, absolutely. You can, you know, tomorrow you can have thousands and thousands of bottles of standard brands. So I went backwards. I actually started with the trademarking of the brand on the name. So I went, you know, I, I Googled and figured out, is there somebody out there that has the Hall of Fame brand out there on the liquor space? I didn't really find anything. So I reached out to my lawyer on that front. But and then I started designing the bottle. So it was kind of the, the trademarking brand name first. And then how do I want that bottle to look? And that, you know, ironically, people that are in the industry are very, very helpful. So I just started paying some distilleries and saying, you know, where is your bottle supplier? Where are you getting your bottles from? Lots come from uh, Europe, a lot come from the United States, and a lot come over from overseas in the Asia Pac region. So I just started making calls and, you know, and Googling and emailing and just, you know, continuously just knocking on people's doors. And one person led me to the next person and led me to the next person. And you know, I kind of, I, I didn't know exactly what I wanted. I knew what the bottle design was going to look like. Um, and then I just started banging on doors saying, you know, what's it going to take to make a bottle look like the way I wanted it to look at? 
two years later. I thought it was going to be a very simple, make it look like wood, make it look like a baseball bat. Um, ironically, it, it hadn't been done before, and any kind of technology that was out there, it did not like a round bottle to make it look like wood. So wow. veneers, shrink wraps, paper, all that stuff, none of it actually turned out. My wife rejected most everything on the quality standpoint until I got to this this type of manufacturing. Wow. Well, I was on your Instagram. We found a cool little video. It's just a, sh a short little snippet, but this is actually hand done? Every single bottle's handmade. And if you put two bottles side by side, it's exactly like a, a, a baseball bat. The grains are different on every single bottle, which, you know, I'm so proud of it. It's like a child, but you know, it, to put those two things side by side and say, literally every single one is handmade. Every single one is hand dipped. I, I can only imagine that once you get a fan, they're like, I, I'm never throwing this away. Like it becomes a trophy on their mantle, right? Absolutely. If I, if I had a penny for every time I heard that and I tell people, well, you know, for us to be successful, we'd like to repeat buyers. They're saying, well, you know what? I have 10 or 12 of them on my back bar. I'm fine with repeat buying, but absolutely. It's so gorgeous. I have bartenders that don't want to throw it away. Really? I have patrons that say, can I have it when you're done with it? I hear that every day when I'm inside of a, inside of a bar or restaurant or, or something like that. People fall in love with it and they do not want to throw it away. Absolutely. And you do have legions of re raving fans as I was preparing for this show. I found this blog and this is a, just a, a person who was at Costco. We're going to scroll down this page. He was just at Costco, saw this, became so obsessed with it that he wrote a, a blog about it. Absolutely. We get people all the time that come across it, and especially if they're sports fans. It's one thing to be a liquor fan, to be a vodka fan, but the second, as soon as people are a sports fan, they are immediately gravitate towards the bottle. And yeah, we've get, we get publicity on YouTube and TikTok and all that with people that grab the bottle, people that do flair where they're flipping it around. Um, and at, yeah, people really do love how the bottle looks and feels. And you've, you've been honored by your industry. We're going to show a page off your website, uh, a number of awards. Now, is this for the taste or the design or both? So uh, they're for both. And you know, the, the best part is, is that the, as much as long as it took for to make the bottle, make the design, and do the trademarking, we spent about a year on the recipe design. And the beauty of it is, is when we reached out to some distillers we were going to co-partner with on our recipe, you know, we could have started off with anything. You know, vodka has a base of grapes and corn and wheat and rye. You can really start with any kind of base. Well, you know, when we went through and we tasted everything, you know, we landed on a specific recipe, and that recipe is corn-based. Uh, we did go up on an overproof, but there's not a lot of overproofs that are out there. Um, but the, if you go back to the award standpoint, the bottle is the bottle is the bottle. And yes. we, every single design we've won uh, has been the top prize or award wow. of that uh, that entrance. But on the second side of that is, is the juice still has to be delicious. Right. You know, we're a 20 something, low $20 bottle. So for us, we need repeat customers. And the, the vodka is what really wins them over. That's what's gonna get somebody to buy and buy again. If they can put it up against a, you know, one of the top shelf, you know, liquors that are out there, a Grey Goose or a Belvedere yes. or a Kettle, and yet they want to pour this instead, then that's where we really win. Okay, so the, getting the thing off the ground was uh, probably not the, just the beginning of the journey. Now you got to get it in stores. And I know this much about the liquor industry. It's not easy to get into stores, is it? No, no. What I think the, the, there is these you know, barriers to entry. And the biggest one is, is can you even get a distributor? In our, in our country, every single state is run by a separate dis, you know, distribution roadmap and, and regulations. So for us to be in our state, it's one thing. Um, to be into another state, it, it, it's how do you get a distributor that wants to carry it when they've got thousands right. and thousands of brands. Then once you get through that gateway, then it's a matter of how do I even get into retail? 
Just right. because I have a distributor in town does not mean that the local Total Wine or Specs or Twins is going to even bring it in. Sure. The beauty of it is, is usually somebody on the buyer side is a sports fan. Yes. Either they are or their family is. They've grown up going to baseball games, football games, basketball games. So we've been truly blessed. And the good news is, is you know, we have been asked to be in a lot of stores, whether it's Kroger, Total Wine, or Specs, or Twins. We actually have kind of pulled back on it and said, let's be really specific. You know, let's be in, in WB Costco's here. And let's take care of them so that we move a lot of bottles into a specific clientele and we start getting those repeat buyers. Wow. But it is very, very difficult. If you see a brand that's on the shelf, that's years and years of work to get is to that, that point, right? that well, point of sale. You and I are, are both fans of the legendary Tito, uh, who famously, and I, I don't even know how many decades this was uh, ago, he drove across the state of Texas, kind of knocking on doors. Absolutely. Um, does that work? I mean, if you if we went to you know Joe's liquor sh shop over there, could you just walk in and say, hey, how about stocking my Hall of Fame vodka? Yeah, no, absolutely. That is my daily routine. I'm walking into bars, restaurants, and liquor stores, uh, not only on top of the chains, but the independents. There's people who own, you know, three, four, five liquor stores. And yeah, knocking on doors does work because there is a face to the brand. It's one thing if a distributor or salesperson walks in and says, oh, you know, we have a new product. It's like, okay. Right. But when you have Bubba walk in and tell the story on, you know, we're family owned, we're craft, we're minority, you know, we've done this for the last five years. Knocking on doors is important, especially when you start out. Yeah, and you have to have a certain amount of grit and stick-to-itiveness because as pretty as your bottle is and as, as wonderful as it tastes, these people you're calling on, you're just another guy. Absolutely. Because they probably get 10 of you guys a day. Oh, at, at a minimum, right? <laughs> and, then, and not only from us, it's the big guys, right? Where you have big brands that are doing flavored vodkas where they're coming out with a new flavor every, every week or every month. So they are getting bombarded. But I think once you come in and you're saying, you know what, from one small business owner to another, you know, how can we help you move product? How can we make you be different than the big big box store down the street? Yes. And sometimes it's like, okay, now we're craft. Now we're, you know, I have a little bit of a story on Bubba, minority, craft, award-winning. You know, let's put that up front. Yeah. And because at one point in time, all those brands that are in the liquor store were small. You know, they were a small brand trying to get to point B. So a lot of these liquor owners are long-term owners and they really do want to help the small brands. Yeah, and I do want to give a, uh, when you say minority, explain that. You're Native American. I'm a, yeah, we are Native American, um, you know, which I, I didn't really look at when I first founded the company. Mm -hmm. But when I really started looking at, over, you know, especially over COVID, we started seeing lots more brands that are minority owned, you know, that have stories that were popping up saying, you know, let's, let's try something different. Let's try something new. And I really looked at that. I, I you know, I, I'm, we're Choctaw. So I went to the Choctaw Nation. I said, is there anybody that we know in the Choctaw Nation that owns a, a spirits? Spirits brand, and they said no. So I, you know, I, I went to some of the bigger, larger distributors and said, you know, do you have a minority, actually an American Indian, Native American tribal member brand in your portfolio? And they said, you know what, we've let let us look, let us research. And the answer back is no. We literally are wow. the only ones that are out there. Which, if you look like from a percentage of these overall liquors that are out there of you know hundreds of thousands of brands, sure. there's one. And it's sure. us, which and is, it's, I mean, it, you know, it, it's amazing. Yeah, and I, I think there, there has to be a, a push in the liquor industry to become more diverse. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's owned by the large conglomerates and a lot of them are publicly traded international brands that have been around for years and years and years since Prohibition. There's, there's kind of a switch to, you know, how can we as an industry start supporting these small brands? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and within the last 18, 24, 36 months, 
there has been this push on you know, the distributors looking at, let's really build this portfolio of minority brands where somebody can walk in again and hear the story and say, you know, this is 1%, one half of 1% of the industry. It should be a lot larger. Yes. Well, let's put a map up because I was so impressed when I saw this map. I mean, that, that, that's a lot of knocking on doors. That is a lot of knocking on doors. Uh, Radloff statistics. How many, how many states, how many uh, cities or, or just... So we're in five states, a little over a thousand point of sale. Um, and, and again, I think what this is, it's, it, it's the, you know, it shows how receptive these, these companies are, these restaurants and bars and liquor stores when they see Hall of Fame. Because I can tell you, you know, we're a little over five years. Yeah. Uh, there's some companies that are five years old that have one state, right, that have, you know, aren't in the distributor. And we could easily be in 20 states if we wanted to. Yes. The good news is we're trying to be focused, go deep in the states that we're in, make really long-term relationships. This industry is not an overnight success. As you mentioned, Tito's is almost 30 years old. People wow. don't realize how old his company is. So, you know, for us, it's a long-term plan. You know, let's be sure. strategic. Let's grow deep in the states that we're in. Let's build these long-term relationships and show them that we're going to be around tomorrow. Sure. Okay, if we can, let's bring in Lauren. She is our director of first impressions. Lauren, please come on in. And Lauren, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, is a mixologist. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so if you would do the honors, Lauren. Love that sound. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Okay. Cheers to Bubba Cheers. Thanks, and your Jeff. success. And to Lauren. Thank Thanks, you so Lauren. much. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Now tell me before I just swallow, um, what should I be noticing in terms of like a so the, it's an overproof, which is a 90 proof instead of 80. Most vodkas are 80. So what you should get is you shouldn't get a smell of any kind of medicinal type thing. You yeah. should get a little bit of a sweetness because it is corn based. And then when we taste it, it'll be a little bit heat in the mouth, which yep. is just because it's a liquor and that's what we're typical of. But we should get no burn on the back end. That's how we know we did good on the distillation. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Cheers. Okay. Cheers. That's smooth. You're right. Right. Cheers. Uh, how, how long did it take you to develop this? Uh, almost uh, a little over a year on the recipe design. Really? Yep. So we tried everything from a base and we landed up on the, on the corn, mostly because of that overproof. When we get yeah. up that extra 11 or 12%, the corn really softens it. Really, you don't get a sweetness, but you get a softness. Do your, do your friends all kind of kid you that you're constantly doing research? Just... Oh. <laughs> Constantly, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm kind of the one that, you know, if you're going to be a baker, know how to bake. Yeah. Right. If you're going to own a brand, know the brand. I, yes. I can tell you how the glass is made. I can tell you about the trademarking process and the patenting process. And I can tell you how to make yes. a very delicious vodka and what bases you need to go to. Now, uh, I'm sure you're always kind of inventing. Um, are you thinking about other kinds of spirits? Absolutely. So the good news is we own the trademark across all brands. So Hall of Fame, whiskey, gin, rum, yeah. tequila. And yeah, I'm, you know, we're made in Bardstown, Kentucky, the beginning of the whiskey trail. So whiskey's on my mind, you know, bourbon's hot. Yes. You know, I love bourbon. That's kind of where I started off with. So yeah, I think a Hall of Fame whiskey or a Hall of Fame bourbon, mm. I think is our next step. And I know everybody thinks they're a genius, but um, have you thought about beer? Oh, you know what? I mean, ironically, like, like baseball and, right? and beer. Ironically, the only one that was taken was Hall of Fame beer. Okay. I don't know right. who owns right. it, so right. I might have to reach out to them. Yes. But right now we're gonna stick, to, stick to the spirit side. Awesome. Well, Bubba, thanks for coming on the show. We're going to end with your website, which is hofvodka.com. The great uh, Jerry Bubba Draper. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.